This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah! Got DeMarco bashing the studio with a bat. It's the song, man. <laughs> you cannot play Rage Against the Machine around DeMarco Far. Yes. Expect everything to remain intact. Break some stuff. You can take down that whiteboard. I still can't get over the handwriting on that whiteboard. We need to, we need to get that out of there. Of the there. losing team? Yeah, losing and the winning team. I heard you guys got smoked. <sighs> oh, yeah. We was got, it Team Ace got smoked. What was the score? 17-5? 17-5. It was a lot too little. Jorge, you got the walk-off, huh? That's it. Yeah, yeah it the kill over. shot. It was already oh, I, yeah. I, As somebody on Team Mace, yeah. I was rooting for Jorge to hit that home run. I was like, please. <laughs> wow. Please just end, end this. End the misery. <laughs> it was like 95 degrees was. out there. It was, it was so How did you it guys pick these It was a really fun teams? time, Andy. Draft. It was oh, fun. It was a draft. Yeah. Okay. It was fun, but I was ready wow. to move on to the next stage <laughs> of fun. <laughs> Who'd you hit the, uh, the homer off of? Uh, Ron Mitchell. Okay. Laid it in there for you? Yep. Okay, yeah, nice. I don't think Ron's ever going to get over this. Wow. We could have <laughs> used you, DeMarco, I hope on you uh, Team Mace. No, I would have joined the other side. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we we might have asked for you, man. We, we needed somebody, anybody. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, one bone to pick. Michael Thompson has fight parties at his house. I guess so, yeah. Oh, man, and I'm not invited? Must be nice. Yeah. We're no I haven't gotten friends. the invite either. I didn't get an invite. We're no longer friends. Okay, that's my guy. Well, I guess what you're saying is that Michael Thompson in your world would not get a statue outside the crypt. No statues, yes. No statue. Uh, We learned that LeBron James will be getting his jersey retired. Jeannie Buss said this in an interview with Mark Medina with Sports Kita. She said, quote, The standard for having your jersey retired as a Laker is when a player is inducted into the Hall of Fame. I have absolutely no doubt LeBron will make it into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And when he does so, then we will retire his jersey. Knowing that he will make it into the Basketball Hall of Fame, he will have his Laker jersey retired. No doubt about it. Uh, Jeannie is correct. LeBron is going into the Hall of Fame. And there's a lot of different questions that come from this. Which jersey number do you retire of LeBron? Six or 23? Do you retire both numbers? Is this the precursor to a statue for LeBron James? Joining Kobe, Shaq. Elgin, Magic, Kareem, Chick. Chick Hearn has the statue out front. It's getting crowded out there. It is getting crowded out yeah. there. You might have to take one down. Ooh. I'm just saying. You might have to take one down. <laughs> All right, who? Well, I already told you, you know. <laughs> right. I don't want to start any fights or anything, but he does have a documentary out. That's a separate AG thing. The, the man that you're talking about, I believe. Just saying. Uh, he's a boxer. But, DeMarco, if it had to be a Laker. It had to be a Laker. A to Laker? take down, to put LeBron in. Yeah, you can't take down Oscar De La Hoya. Like, I'm he just had nothing saying. To do with this. It's getting crowded like, up. there. He'd be catching strays in your scenario. He's got nothing to do with it. You this. can't take a Laker down. You can't take one of the statues down. No. That's okay. impossible. There's, there's no way to so do that. So basically, you were just taking down Oscar. Of course, yeah. <laughs> one, I, was, I was going for one guy. <laughs> right. You were, well, what you were doing is you one, were taking the easy way. Out. One guy. Yeah, yeah. One guy. But, I mean, look. I mean, how do you not recognize LeBron? Would some people rather not remember this era? Would no, some no, Laker well, fans rather not remember LeBron well, was a part of this I team? I think getting the jersey retired is a pretty strong remembrance. Yeah. I mean, he'd be but what getting- number? 23, he won the championship. 
six, he broke the record. You only get one. Yeah, which one? Yeah, You get 23. I think, honestly, Laker fans would be angry if you gave him the same double jersey retreatment as Kobe got. Like, respectfully to LeBron, he's not earned that. Yeah. And I I honestly think Laker fans would be upset by that. I think it's 23 because, A, it's the one he won the championship with. B, six is getting retired and is retired anyway because of Bill Russell. Probably league-wide. And it's why LeBron is moving off of it. Right. It's why LeBron's moving off it. So nobody's ever going to wear six anyway. You allow six to truly be Bill Russell's. So to me, you're retiring one jersey, you're retiring 23. Fair. That's the one you won the championship in, yeah. right? Points, that's something else. Yeah. It, that happened elsewhere. Well, The no, championship that's happened true. in 23. Yeah, yeah, there was a cumulative effect to him eventually breaking that record as a Laker. Correct. He still did a lot of it as a Heat, as a Cavalier. The title was singular with the Lakers. And I, I get your standard your standard barrier, bearers for, for, the, for, for Laker immortality, but – don't you bend the rules slightly for guys like him? I mean, he's a global icon. Well, he's more than a basketball player. The the standards for LeBron for LeBron and the Lakers when it comes to jersey retirement, any Laker with jersey retirement, they're really high. Like as Jeannie said, you have to be in the Hall of Fame. That means no Michael Cooper, no Byron Scott, no yeah. Derek Fisher, Robert Ory. Great Lakers. Lamar Odom, great, great Lakers. But they're not gonna be in the Hall of Fame, so they don't make this cut. Pau Gasol is the next guy having his jersey retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. He makes the cut. I think he should make the cut. But the standards are so high when you look at the people who've had their jerseys retired. LeBron James, as a Laker, is on the low end of that standard. Like in terms of one championship, one Western Conference Finals appearance, then one one and out in the playoffs, two missed the playoffs entirely. He has not been a Laker that long this is going to be a sixth season maybe he plays in that player option year that would be seven years which is a nice chunk of time but it's not as long as some of the other guys who've had their jerseys retired it just really speaks to what it takes to have that kind of honor with the lakers like anywhere else lebron's like a no-brainer but i don't think this breaks the mold because you'll never see another guy like this no absolutely yeah so i think you'd be you can get away with doing it for him it, it does not change your standard because if there's another guy that's played this long at this high of a level, we won't be alive to see it. That's what I'm saying. So I, I think you'd be fine doing it for for sure. LeBron James. And I'm not arguing it with, yeah. with LeBron either. I, I'm totally cool with him having the jersey retired. But a statue. Do you think he's reached statue status? Yes. I mean, look, he's you refer to him by one name, LeBron. Like everyone else outside of that building, they're referred to by one name. Kareem, Shaq. Magic. Kobe, Magic. The great one, I Elgin, guess. Yeah, that's what I'm Chick. saying. Yeah, they're, they're, he's he transcends the sport he's playing. He's a global icon. Him and Messi and Ronaldo. So he is that big, that famous in this country and in this, and in this world. So abs- one more time. Said Otani eventually. Otani, yeah. yes. Angel Stadium. I kind of like saying they show should, though. Again, Show's the cool. Angels should start building their Otani statue now. Yep. Like you need to start guilting this man. Rename the an uh, instead of the Big A, it's uh, Otani Stadium. Or whatever. <laughs> You're about to say something else, <laughs> wow. and you caught yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll I could see it. Yeah. yeah. Why big not? show. The big show. The big show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to play a game on my brother Brian and my our 
Lakers podcast that we used to do for this station, the Lando Lakers podcast. Yeah. Where we had this thing called the statue game, where the premise was anybody who was ever a Laker gets a statue commemorating their time as a Laker. Every, be, anybody. Ev- every, you could be a 10-day contract guy. Wow. You get a statue. But the size of the statue and the proximity to the arena would be <laughs> reflected in your statue. Like, the way we talked about it was Kobe, for example. This is yeah, before yeah. Kobe, you know, it was acknowledged he'd have a statue. He was still playing then. Kobe's statue would be, like, life-size center court and everybody would have to play around the statue. Like Fair. You, Kobe's statue would be on the court because it would reflect what Kobe meant to this organization, and you just have to deal with this statue being out there. It's pretty much how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a yeah. reflection of what his time with the Lakers was like, too. There was Kobe earned the eggshell walking, but there was oh, some yeah. eggshell walking yeah, yeah. along with it. But let's say somebody like, you know, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Wow. Would get a statue. Super important. Yeah, super really important good. guy, yeah. beloved Laker, critical part of two championships, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Lamar's statue would be, I think, life size. It would be downtown. It would be near the arena, but it wouldn't be right outside the arena. Like Lamar's could be near like the parking garage. Like it's it's good real estate. It's right near Staples. You see it as you're walking towards the okay. building. But it wouldn't be right position next of prominence, to the but yes. not next to the bus fair across like, the street. Kwame Brown, for example. <laughs> okay, that statue would be maybe Kwame was like close to seven feet. His would be like four feet tall. Four feet tall. Reseda. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the statue would be Reseda. He'd still get a statue. Be a nice. You liked him that statue. much, huh? <laughs> I'm trying. I actually, yeah, did, yeah, that's I a actually good one. did on a personal level like Kwame a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a great guy. But you know, and then like maybe. Smush Parker. Where would you put old Smush? It's probably Simi Valley. <laughs> oh, that's, come on. That's a pretty good it's drive. Far. Monrovia? Monrovia. Monrovia? Travis. How big's the statue? Travis. How big's the statue? I'll be nice. It's three and a half feet tall. Three and a half feet. Three and a half Smush feet Smush at three and a half feet. Okay. And then, you know, there's there are some guys that were like 10-day contracts. There's more. They're more like a figurine. Yeah, yeah. And they're like in the IE. Bobbleheads. Bobbleheads. But you would, you would wow. get this, and it would be nice looking. What do you put? Huertas? <laughs> Marcelo Huertas is a guy that wow. you know it's probably like Seal Beach <laughs> it's like you know a couple feet high wow. but a night again nice looking statue all the statues nice. look nice with this in mind where's LeBron's statue size all of that to Marco like what in your mind where does LeBron's statue look? Oh, he's definitely next to the building somewhere in a position of prominence like where's magic magic is like right smack you, you right smack in the middle the you cannot miss seeing. him yes who flanks magic basketball kareem, kareem does like no nope. shack shack and magic and kareem well okay Elgin, they're all basically in the i don't same know where area. you put him but somewhere in that neighborhood like i wonder if lebron like lebron is by the crypt but maybe like one of the side entrances like denoting that he hasn't been media here as entrance. long as some of the like the media. The entrance. media entrance. <laughs> wow. Because the media loves him. Wow. Well, it's it's a still it's good real estate. You are right oh, yeah. by the crypt, but it's acknowledging you're not quite at the level of a magic or a shack. You're talking to one one of the greatest players of all time. Doesn't measure up La- here. But as a Laker. <laughs> but he's but as a Laker. The Lakers play basketball. 
They they are in the National Basketball Association. This is one of the greatest basketball players again, of all time. Your career, but he doesn't fit Le- your standard. <laughs> LeBron's career as a Laker, yeah, is different than his career overall. Like here's something I always say. And this is how high the standard for being like a gloat, greatest Laker of all time is the gloat conversation. You can make an easier argument for Kareem as the greatest player of all time than greatest Laker of all time. There's something wrong with that. But am I wrong? No, but there's something wrong with that. All right. There is. Okay, I also have a question for you, DeMarco. Yeah. So let's just take it to a football example. Okay. So does Tom Brady deserve a statue outside <laughs> they of They always relate things to Tampa football Bay. so I can understand them better. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So does Tom Brady deserve a statue outside of Tampa Bay? Yes. Right now? Yes. I don't know. I mean, mm. yes. What are you talking about? But like, the greatest, played, like, the what, greatest quarterback seasons? ever passed through there and won a championship there. It gets a statue for three seasons. He's Tom Brady. Okay. Does Messi get one in Inter Miami? In Miami. <laughs> if he wins, sure. What if he doesn't? You think they won't put it up there in Miami if he wins a championship there? Of course you do. He's Messi. Hmm. We're not just talking about Joe Bag of Donuts. These are the greatest <laughs> players to ever play the game. Just heard in the Travis and Sliwa community from at one more than Shaq, shaking my head, Lamar's statue should be bigger and closer in proximity than the LeBron statue. Come on, man. You know, I did have LeBron's – I mean, I did have Lamar's very close to the building. I, I thought I said he was life-size. I apologize Are, if I didn't. But this speaks <laughs> to, by the way, though, the standard of what it means to be a Laker because LeBron was obviously a greater player than Lamar Odom. But Lamar Odom – Did more for the Lakers. Right, and I know that Lamar Odom, for a lot of Laker fans, means more to them than LeBron. Like, I, I know this to be true. What about Matthew Stafford outside of SoFi Stadium? Does he deserve a uh, a statue? He brought a championship to SoFi. I think there's some other ones you put up first. Yes, Aaron Donald first, just, and just, some other uh, some other Rams before him. Okay. Just heard from yeah. Midnight Toker Milo. Is the Van Exel statue in Cancun? Van Exel. See, you guys oh. get it. You guys get it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Hit us up with questions about LeBron. Like, where would Van blank Exel. statue go? Laker of the past, where would his statue go? Your thoughts on whether or not LeBron should eventually get a statue? Again, 877-710-ESPN. Talk about that. Also some Chargers. Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr in for Travis and Sliwa. And we all know about the speed of sound. But have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? And if you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of different sounds that you might hear. Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of ambulances and first responders desperately trying to free you from the wreckage. You could hear the beeps of the heart monitor. You could hear doctors and nurses in an emergency room as you're being treated for your injuries. You could hear the sound of worried family members in the hospital waiting room, hoping to hear that you're okay. And you could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral. Because if you drive over the speed limit, whether by a lot or by a little, you can do damage that's beyond repair. You could seriously injure someone, yourself. Worse, you could hurt, kill somebody else or yourself. And when you speed... You put everyone on the road in danger. One way or another, speed catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Van Halen, DeMarco. It's all Van Halen. This is Van Halen. It's all Van Halen. A lot of reaction, by the way, to this conversation about LeBron and Lakers and statues. Really? We'll get into some of this. <laughs> uh, heard from Aaron Palmer. Austin Reeves' statue is at SoFi watching a Taylor Swift concert. Wow, Austin Reeves. How do you feel about that, Emily? Um, say it again. I was I I was I blacked out when I heard Austin Reeves and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Austin Reeves' statue would be at SoFi watching oh, Taylor Swift. Right, concert. of course, because that's the only way they've ever interacted in their whole life. So. Well, they've never interacted. I know they haven't <laughs> because Austin Reeves denied it. Austin Reeves' brother denied it. It's just it's so annoying, you guys. Wow. What if he makes it's, an appearance? Like out of? Oh, I'm yeah, sure he will. Awesome. I'm sure he'll go. He if he can afford to go to these Taylor Swift concerts because he has a billion dollars what now. They, what if they bring him on to do a duet? Oh my God! Can he like, sing? Like something out of like a Star Is Born. Oh wow! wow. Well, then it. <laughs> it's love forever, and I'd wow. be rooting for it. No, I think though that Taylor Swift does does deserve an athlete era. I think that she's never dated athletes. Does deserve an athlete era? Yes. So she's dated a lot of actors and some singers here and there, and other musicians. So I think that she deserves an athlete era. And I think my top choice for her is Travis Kelsey because he already tried to shoot a shot, shoot not, his shot with her. Not so. Hey, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Austin Reeves is just laying back for the right opportunity. Sure, I think Wrong if Austin sport. Reeves and Taylor Swift can can kindle their love at some point, that's great. But I don't like the fake rumors going around about her when they're not real. As long Travis as you don't Kelsey, take this who else? St- Travis Kelsey. Uh, you're, let me you're see. Baseball or yeah. Um, I could see. Not coming out of hoop. I could see not coming out of the NBA, <laughs> not coming out of the NFL. Hey, yeah, come on, could be, could be. Um, hmm. I'm if, if that happens, guy. then she broke up a house. Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow's. Uh... If, if that happens, she broke up a relationship. Yeah. Joe Burrow's single, so I think that he, uh, she could date Joe Burrow. Herbert. Herbert's single. Yeah, she could go after just yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah, there's how there's old options. is Taylor Swift now? She is 33. Ooh. She's born in 1989. She'd be going after a younger man. Herbert is what? <laughs> She'd be the cougar in the relationship. 26, yeah, yeah. probably, on, I would dude. think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. After that record. <laughs> hey, she has dated younger several times. So well, Does I, every artist have an athlete era? Uh, not every artist. Because it did artist. not go well for Madonna. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But again, yeah. what well. the music, yeah. <laughs> what the music well. we could get as okay. she has an athlete era. Well. You mean a breakup with yeah, an athlete? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just very important to Emily that Taylor chooses well. Yes. Chooses better than that Matt Healy oh, character. Of nothing yeah, else. Yeah, he, he was a rat. He was a cad. All right, <laughs> hearing from some people eight seven 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 ten ESPN about LeBron and statues and the Lakers. John in Van Nuys, what do you got on this? Hey guys, fascinating topic. Appreciate it. Um, I think it comes down to the meaning. Like you said, 
you know, guys from the Lakers, and that's a different franchise. I don't know if LeBron means more to Lakers fans as he does the Heat or Cavs fans. So I think the statues belong to Miami and Cleveland. I don't think the statue belongs in L.A. As good as he is and as special as he is, the Lakers are different. The Lakers are different, and LeBron's career as a Laker is not as meaningful. Wow. Appreciate the call, Joe. Again, I'm, I'm sure one's going up in Cleveland. Well, uh, Cleveland? I'm oh sure my. one's I mean, going sh- up in Cleveland. There should be a statue like every six blocks yeah. of LeBron in Cleveland. Like, sure there was a period one. where Cleveland's economy was what about dependent the heat? on LeBron. Do you think he'll get one in the Absolutely. heat? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Yes. Yes. I mean, what about Wade? There's no, I mean. And Pat Riley. Can't be more than one? Sure. I, I mean, mean, like, yeah. I mean, the, the Lakers basically have a museum outside of Crypt right now. You can yeah, have yeah. more than one. I mean, Wade, sure. Riley, sure. LeBron, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there can be more than one, but I mean, I don't know what's out in front of the Heat Stadium anyway. I don't know. He's morning out there, but I know that. Yeah, I know that LeBron is synonymous with the Heat, and the Heat are synonymous with LeBron. Like when you think when you think about the Heat, LeBron is one of the first people that comes. No doubt. What's out in front of Boston, or do they do that? I. Because they probably have the same problem. I would imagine there's a, I'm guessing, but I'm imagining there's a Russell statue, there's a Kersey statue, there's a Bird statue. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a Garnett or a Pierce yeah. or a Ray Allen or all, all three chief? of them. Yeah, no chief. Um, Kendrick Perkins. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Robert in Ontario, you're on with Andy and DeMarco. What's up? How y'all doing, fellas? Uh, let me tell you this. I've been a Lakers fan for over 50 years. I've seen all of them play. Will Chamberlain. Nice. There's no way, there's no way LeBron earned the right to have a statue at Lakers, period. He can go to Miami, he can go to Cleveland, but there's no way he can compare to the longevity. Maybe the longevity is a good guy, but other than that, no, he hasn't earned that yet. He just came for a little vacation here in L.A., and that's it. Now, what, about, what about a jersey, your jersey retirement? No. No? No. No, no jersey neither. He just came here for a vacation period, and he won a bubble. I don't even count the bubble. Oh, right? no, yeah, okay, that's, no, a that's step, not true. That's a step too far. You count Robert. the bubble. You know you do. I don't count the bubble. I haven't watched. Do you count it for the Dodgers? Deal, Red, just all of them. Yes, because the Dodgers was outside. Well, I mean, <laughs> basketball's never played outside. <laughs> like, you don't play basketball outside. I love him. Yeah, but he makes a point. Fifty years, see, he said no, well, absolutely not. Again, it's he thinks LeBron came here for a vacation. That's really hey, LeBron. Okay, I don't see that. LeBron came here for basketball, and he helped the Lakers win a championship. Right, to help them win another, there was a Western Conference Finals appearance. Right, but LeBron did not come here only for basketball. Yeah, there's more than it. There was more, a lot more, more to it than there that. was a yeah. lot more going on. And by the way. There's nothing wrong with both things being true. I mean, you LeBron, mean business? Yeah, there was and business, brand, yeah. business, brand, family. Yeah, like there was a lot going on with LeBron's decision to join the Lakers. And look, the position they were in in the moment, if basketball was first and foremost the reason, he wouldn't have come here because they yeah. were not in a position where you knew that winning was coming. Doesn't mean that LeBron didn't bust his ass while he's been here. It doesn't mean that he's helped the franchise reinvent itself. Like all that stuff, it's true. And I have no problem with LeBron coming here for more than one reason. Yeah. But there was more than one I'm reason. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that he's one of the best players ever 
in the game, but he's not one of the best Lakers. He isn't, though. But that that just does not compute. Again, yeah. the example I always give that really speaks to the standard of the Lakers, you can make a much, much easier argument for Kareem as the greatest player of all time yeah. than greatest Laker of all time. That And that's because to weird. Because to me, Kareem, yeah. through no fault of his own, Kareem's going to fall behind Kobe, Magic, and West because those guys are lifers. Those okay. guys are champions and lifers with the organization. Not Kareem's fault that he isn't a lifer, but when you start thinking about greatest of all time, you get into splitting hairs. Wow. And that's where you start splitting hairs for Kareem. Again, Kareem didn't do anything wrong. Right. But I don't think he can can compete against Kobe and Magic for sure. And then when you take into account everything West meant to this organization, not just as a player, but as a general manager and, you know, as an architect of championship teams, I think Kareem is fourth. Even though, again, you can make a rock-solid argument for him as greatest Laker of all time. It speaks to the standards. Interesting. This is wild, man. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy high. Bernard in L.A. You're on with Andy and DeMarco. What's up? Why why, why are you talking about a statue for the Lion King team? Can I ask you that? Because Jeannie Buss said they're going to retire his jersey. Right. So we're thinking about the next possible step. Yeah, the step. next step. Oh, a jersey. Oh, okay. Okay, a jersey. Yeah. Well, his jersey is getting retired, but, you know, there's Then we a jer- went to statue. Right. There's yeah. a jersey retirement, but then there's the statue. Because you, you understand, Bernard, there's, that's like the next level. No, no statue. No statue. No Seems statue. to be the consensus. A- <laughs> <laughs> He's not getting a statue. I think you're right in line with all the Laker fans, yeah. No, no, no. He don't need no statue. Oh, no. <laughs> That's oh, a great no. drop, by the way. <laughs> oh, I love him. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go back as far as the showtime, but, yeah. I ain't going to compare him as that either. I told Stephen A. one time, don't bring up showtime and, and, and King James. No comparison. Okay. okay. Fair Appreciate enough. the call there, Fair enough. Bernard. That's a no. Yeah. I'll take that as a no. That's, but, that's a no for statue. <laughs> Sound like he was okay with the jersey, though. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think most people understand with the jersey, you combine the championship, what, what LeBron did helping the organization get through the passing of Kobe Bryant, what LeBron means as just a player for basketball, as an athlete, past Kareem, former Laker, while he was a Laker. Yeah. You know, the, there's a bit of the politics of it all. He's LeBron James. You know, look, he's going to own a team at some point. Jeannie wants to make sure you're already establishing a great relationship with a future owner. Of course. That you may need yeah. to work something out with one day. I think most people can wrap their head around the jersey, but the statue, I think, is a fascinating question, which is why we are going to stay on oh, that coming wow. up. <laughs> stay on that coming up next. Also, talk a bit about the Chargers. Is this the season? where they live up to expectations. This is Travis and Sliwa, and never miss a moment of Travis and Sliwa. You can listen to the podcast on the all-new ESPN LA app, brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer, also to listen to podcasts with. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, Daniel from Peru. Congratulations. You are caller number seven and you win this week's Wobble Grill Workplace of the Week. You win the Wobble Grill for your office. Where do you work, Daniel? I work at a hospital. Oh, wow. That's some long hours. That's going to be some people who really appreciate this that that's awesome man that's uh, congratulations thank you thank you what are you looking forward to eating the most uh you got your shrimp the taco, chick- chicken the, ch- the chicken taco Ooh, you can't go wrong man boom boom taco boom boom yeah the boom boom taco well you are about to become the most popular man in that hospital daniel so congratulations thanks <laughs> for listening to the Waba grill lunch hour on 710 espn Waba. If it says boom boom on the menu, you order that. There you go. If anything says boom boom, that's the one. I'm you just gonna start yelling choose. out randomly. Waba. There you go. <laughs> Waba. Hey. No, that's a that's a good deal. Daniel's about to become very Congrats, very popular. Brother. That is awesome. So we are really getting a lot of reaction to the statue question you with think? LeBron and Lakers in general. <laughs> um, heard from Jim Feigert. Who? Jim Feigert. Okay. Nick Young's statue outside Wiltern waiting for an Iggy Azalea concert to let out. That's wow. too far. Come that on. is too far, Jim. Leave the swag alone. <laughs> out. This, though, is really interesting from T-Love on Twitter. Jerry West isn't a lifer. You have to consider his general management experience with other teams. Nah. I never thought about that before. Nah. Come on. That's Jerry West. I'm going to let it pass, though, because if you really want to get technical about this. Yeah. The Lakers were the one that ran West off. They ultimately ran him off. So I don't feel like you can hold it against Jerry West that he left in the first place. Now, you can say that he has held on to a grudge a long time and ain't never coming back. Yeah. But I feel like it's unfair not to treat West like a lifer because ultimately West did not leave because he really wanted to. Things were getting messy there. It's very well documented and whatnot. So I... I am still considering Jerry West a lifer. Well, technically, isn't there a picture of Kobe Bryant with another hat on? Well, that okay, that's truly not Kobe's fault. I'm just, but briefly, he was with someone else, well, right? So he's not technically a lifer. Well, he was, he was for all intents and purposes, See? drafted by the semantics. Lakers. Semantics. <laughs> he is very semantics. I mean, that's punishing Kobe because they do the stupid thing where. They won't announce the trade officially, like right on time. Whatever everybody knew. I'm just saying, lifer from start to finish. Does Kobe? He get was a statue not a Laker from start to finish. He Does, was drafted by somebody else, right? Should Kobe get a statue outside <laughs> the building in Charlotte? Move it up two inches. <laughs> right. Honestly, it. like other than maybe like I'm trying to think, like Magic a, is a lifer. Magic is a lifer. Drafted Kobe, by the Lakers. Kobe's a lifer. Well, he was with the Hornets for. A few minutes. Come on, DeMarco. DeMarco. I'm just saying, when you have twins, right? <laughs> one is older than the other. DeMarco? Right? You're... There is an older brother when you have twins. DeMarco? Yes. You are, you are my friend and I care about you. <laughs> you don't want to be living in this city 
claiming that Kobe Bryant is not I, a lifer. I'm just, by your standards, you I, say lifer. Technically, that's not true. You're, he put on a different hat briefly. You are really <laughs> taking the, you're taking your life to Born a dangerous here, move place. there. <laughs> Real quick before we open up a few more calls on this. Uh, Brandon Staley, coach of the Chargers, who I yeah. think would all agree is in a prove-it year. Much maligned. Much maligned. Yes. He actually went to Steve Kerr. For advice after just the losses and interesting difficult season how much do you think a coach from another sport altogether can help somebody in a position like oh Brandon a lot Staley? yeah they they reach out to to everybody that's in a position of leadership and they ask them how they do it and how do we because it's all the same thing different sport but you're going to face adversity you're going to face adversity from injury from this from that from media whatever from your own personal growth as a human being you're going to face adversity so how did you get through x y and z and this is what i did the thing that's shocking is i cannot believe in this lifetime my lifetime that steve kerr has become a guru you're like really steve kerr has become a guy that people seek out for advice that still blows my mind of everybody on that Chicago Bulls squad, I never thought it would be him that would be yeah. this guy. Yeah, I thought it would actually be Jordan, and the opposite has happened. Well, it's fitting because if you had gone back to Phil Jackson's playing days, probably very few people would have projected Phil as the guy that would be considered a coaching oracle as well. That's a great point, you yes. I mean? Or Pat Riley, for that matter, True. when Riley was a Laker, like a, a reserve. Yeah, sometimes the best coaches and the best leaders – Aren't guys who were, were athletically gifted? I mean, yeah, I promise you, nobody thought in the film room that Eric Spolstra was going to become. Well, Eric Kerr's Spolstra. obviously athletic, athletically gifted. It's just that he's not the same level as like Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, superhuman. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. a mutant. But yeah, so absolutely, I know, I know for a fact that Sean McVay seeks out advice, and not just from other football coaches, from all walks of life. Talks to generals, talks to any heads of hospitals. Anybody that's in a position of leadership, he wants to hear from. All right, I want to rip through a few more of these. Mike in Riverside, you're on with Andy and DeMarco. What's up? I, I just wanted to point out, I think it's a little weird that LeBron gets more play for his time in Miami, even though he only spent four years, though. And when he got there, it was Dwayne Wade's team, as opposed to when he got to the Lakers. He spent a little bit more time here already. Feels like he's done enough, in my opinion, to kind of warrant being called a Laker or life laker whatever just for the achievements and points and obviously the championship he brought anthony davis and i think even now to the point where he's taking his hands off the wheel a little bit for rob Blinka to do a little bit more he's kind of gracefully gone into that as well or i feel like most stars wouldn't be able to kind of take a step back and let somebody else be in control but i i, I just wanted to say that part i no, appreciate it mike i mean the the reason he gets more shine, I think, in sort of direct association with Miami is, A, they went to four straight finals and two championships, but, B, Miami doesn't have the same history and legacy as the Lakers, just as an organization. They haven't been around as long. They don't have as many championships. Like They, they haven't created as much for other people to be associated with. Yeah. Like, that's part of the They're reason. They're not one of the blue bloods. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Adam in Highland, you're on with Andy and DeMarco. What's up? Hey, so, yeah, uh, LeBron, a jersey, nah. A statue, oh, heck no. Please, don't even go there. Lifelong Laker, yes, Kobe is. Please don't ever say that he's not. He only <laughs> played professionally with the Lakers. So don't even go there, DeMarco. I'm not. I'm just, by his standard, no, he not, said. What, my, my standard? Don't, don't rope me into this. I didn't was Kobe, say that. Was Kobe Bryant drafted by the Lakers, yes or no? No. 
Well, yes. So was yeah. he drafted by the Lakers? He was drafted yes or no? for the Lakers. He was drafted See, for the you Lakers. You changed the question. Well, the Lakers did not own the 13th pick. They arranged a trade to be made, but he was drafted expressly for the Lakers. By the Lakers? Like, no, not by the so Lakers. So who drafted Kobe them. Bryant? The Hornets. Oh. But he never played for Okay, them. so you just, you just answered my question then. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to make it clear. These were not my standards. These are DeMarco's bizarre standards. No, I'm also, just saying. Last question, oh, yeah. and I think this one is directly for DeMarco. Brian in Ventura. You're on with Andy DeMarco. What's up? Brian in Ventura, you still there? I'm here. Okay. Speak. You okay? Oh, no. I'm here. Okay, good. Okay. Talk hey, to sorry us. about that. Hey, DeMarco. Yes, sir. Love you, man. Former UW. Uh, grew up watching the games in Woof. Section G above the old tunnel with my grandpa and my father. Nice. Awesome. So, two questions. Have you had an opportunity to sit down with Coach Tabor? And if so, have what was the, mo- the, the thing that impressed him the most? And from your days in watching the UW, who is your all-time retiree? For their jersey with Oh, you dub? Oh, for yeah. my eyes, Steve Etman. Yeah, I I still haven't seen anybody better play football ever. Like Okay, this is funny. Do you guys remember Steve Etman? Steve Etman was name. a I remember He the was name. the college version of of Aaron Donald. He was okay. that good. So he was up for the Heisman Trophy as a defensive tackle. So that's how good he was. He was so good, he made the University of Arizona punt on third down. You're at right. First play, hit him for a loss. Second play, hit him for a loss. Third play, they lined up and punted the football. Wow. Yeah. So I've never seen anybody good. And to the first question, no, I have not had a chance to meet Coach yet. So interesting. Wow. You were not expecting that at all. Well, I appreciate the call, bro. Nice. There are other huskies. I mean, there are huskies among us. Where to go, dogs? <laughs> There's a third one joining you in Lindsay Theory. Yes, correct. So and- there we go. <laughs> you look genuinely stunned. I'm, I'm wow. I just I was not expecting that. Wow. Okay. All right. Coming up next, the dump. Oh, yeah. Andy and Demarco in for Travis and Sliwa. Do I read this or do you read it? All right. I'll read it. I'll read it. So this is the dump. I thought this was where Emily shines. <laughs> well, <laughs> Travis reads it sometimes too. So three years ago today, uh, this happened, uh, and I think it's everyone's favorite memory from Joe Kelly. Oh, he had a little between innings fireworks. Joe Kelly and Carlos Correa with a heated at bat, and then Kelly with a, a little something for him at the end. Stuck his tongue out. There you go. And uh, bench is empty, DK. So, again, you can hear something came from Houston's dugout. Yep. And then, so Joe Kelly just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look at Carlos Correa swung at two bad pitches. You know, now everybody's coming out and everything. And again, you remember, Correa is the guy that when there was... Yeah, so there's definitely bad blood between these two. And Joe Kelly is traded back to the Dodgers today. The full trade, as per ESPN sources, is Dodgers receive Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly. White Sox receive Nick Nestrini in AA. Jordan Leisure, also in AA. And Trace Thompson, who was originally drafted by Chicago. Yeah, Trace uh, going full circle in his career. Hopefully... The White Sox offer more of an opportunity for a defined role. You know, right. it's, it's it's tough, man. It is really – baseball is a tough – baseball is a game of failure. Like it's a really difficult game. But Joe Kelly, the thing I love about that moment most 
is he became a folk hero <laughs> with Dodger fans who had forgotten. Yeah. This is the same guy they despised for breaking Hanley Ramirez's wow. ribs. Mariachi Joe, he took that mariachi jacket wow. to the White House. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's called a face turn. See? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it he is. He knows where his bread is. That is also, too, knowing yeah. your audience. Exactly. Uh, that is exactly. knowing your audience. And he wasn't even on the Dodger team that played um, the Astros in the World Series, right? Is that correct? I don't remember. Off yeah, he wasn't on that team, but he got screwed by the uh, Astros in another Was way. Was he wink-winking protecting baseball? Was that his deal? Well, he also wanted to get Joe back Kelly? at the Astros. Like he, because like I think he played them. for a team that yeah. also Look, got screwed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he might have been a Red Sox. Yeah, uh, that, might, that was probably it. Yeah. Okay. Might have been that. Here's the thing, Joe Kelly's a hothead. Yeah. Like Joe Kelly would be looking to plunk somebody for something. He looks like a math teacher. But an evil science teacher. Yeah. He has a good We've right. all had that teacher <laughs> that. You thought he might throw something at you, or in my case, my music teacher did throw something at me. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I walked out of band class because he threw my drumsticks at me. Wow. Just walked oh, right out of class, man. went to the person in charge of scheduling, said, I'm dropping math. I, I mean, dropping band. I'll let you know what I'm doing next. Walked out of his office. Mm. Big day of walking Whiplash. out. Well, this, this next <laughs> thing is for uh, you, DeMarco. So on this day, 1999, Barry Sanders abruptly retires from football despite rushing for nearly 1,500 yards in, the, in his age 30 season. So uh, did you play against uh, Barry? He like, was, what was like? right where this microphone is, <laughs> and I hit nothing but vapor. Yeah. Um, when he retired, we rejoiced. Thank God. <laughs> Please leave. Yes. Good Lord. Does he have a statue in uh, Of Detroit? course. I think he does. Yes. The yeah. funny thing is, right, this goes back to the running back conversation for a hot minute. In this day and age, Barry Sanders wouldn't exist. Mm. Emmett Smith wouldn't exist. Walter Payton wouldn't exist. Jim Brown wouldn't exist. That's what I'm saying. And running the football is as important now as it was then. But the stars of the game would not exist. I do not know if Barry Sanders currently has a statue, but I did find that there are plans for a statue. Yeah. I don't know if the statue's actually been finished by now. Yeah. But yeah, Barry, I mean, my God, the line, at minimum, the Lions owe that guy a statue. Yeah. I thought there was, I thought there was, no, there's a big, huge poster of him. I'm just saying, I mean. Yeah, yeah. The two, the two Lions of note are. Uh, Barry Sanders and Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. And Calvin Johnson. Yes, yeah, th- those three guys at minimum are like they're owed multiple statues. Yeah, they like finally owed... got. Yeah, they finally got Calvin Johnson back into the fold. Yeah, like so the, that would be the coming. Lions should be like building statues at their homes. Like they really <laughs> yeah. owe those guys a lot. Right. So Udonis Haslam has officially announced his retirement after 20 years with the Heat. Congratulations One to you, One of my Udonis all-time Haslam. favorite role players. Yep. That guy was great. Happy trails. Also, he was on the list. Like, the list of dudes you don't mess with. Like, around the league, everyone oh, knew yeah. you don't want to fight Udonis Haslam. I like the- as a football guy, I'm like, you can't cut him <laughs> by now? <laughs> How does he get to hang around the roster? He's a bench roster? guy. You know, he's well, just chilling there. it's in part because they thought he was really valuable for yeah. instilling that culture. And you know this, DeMarco. Once you become, like, a coach, like if they made him, like, an assistant coach, somebody in the front office, it doesn't hit the same you, way. You lose your punch. Right, yeah, you, you lose your punch. Yeah, yeah And yeah. also, too, it's well known that Udonis, Udonis had left a little bit of money on the table at times. To so stay. I think, yeah, 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 so I think this was kind of a way of paying him back a million dollars or so, two million dollars or so at a time. I wonder if he stays in the game. Oh, I imagine that there is an office waiting for Udonis Haslam yeah. in that building okay. if he wants it. Wow.
Like he will, he will truly. It's also great too. He is a lifer of Miami and Florida sports. Was he drafted by the? Was Heat? he drafted by the Heat? <laughs> he, uh, no, because he was undrafted. See, oh, okay. Wow. okay. Did he sign with anyone else? Like I don't know if he played summer league with anybody. Did else. he sign Marco. anywhere else? Okay. I don't know, but he grew up in Miami and then played for University of Florida. Yeah, and then spent his entire professional NBA career, other than maybe a summer league stint, I'm not aware of. He did, I think, actually play a little bit overseas before the Heat. So I guess okay. in Demarco's eyes, not well, a you lifer. said the show was about s- semantics. Now we're redefining this lifer. Truly, we is. have redefined what a lifer is. You are going the semantic <laughs> route. I'm just I, saying. I opened the door. It is my fault. You are correct. <laughs> so today is National Soccer Day, Andy. I believe you said you had a soccer story. No, or Demarco had a soccer story. I did not have a soccer story. Someone had a soccer. You story. had a soccer story. You did. You said you had a soccer story. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I thought you meant with me playing soccer. I'm like, there is no such story that exists. Um, I just learned that. Okay, everyone knows that Bob Marley was a massive soccer fan. He was mm-hmm. also a soccer enthusiast. Played all the time. Had a lifelong love of soccer. Like, if you look for a Bob Marley T-shirt, it is just as easy to find one of him playing soccer Mm -hmm. as anything else. Wow. I did not know, however, just learned this yesterday. I thought it was pretty cool. His daughter, Sadella, has been instrumental in helping raising funding for Jamaica's women's national team. Really? Like, she's been really involved with it. They they had lost funding at one point, and because the passion for the game had been instilled in her by her dad, she's gone out of her way to help Jamaica's national women's team exist and be a thing i thought that was really wow awesome. I, I i don't know about the jamaicans as far as soccer go and world cup status and whatnot do they compete yeah especially when the gold cup you see their level are uh, they competitive yeah. is what yeah. i mean no they are okay and, they're you know money goes a long way to making up these federations into being uh more of a player on the main stage because a lot of the reasons why these countries are kind of not competing with the United States and other people is because of money in the federations. And so money equates to more relevancy. Therefore, the girls uh, that or the women that play for them can get better. And so I think that's mm. why also you, the World Cup, uh, the Women's World Cup has become much more competitive over time is because the um, money from these federations have become much more streaming into across the world. Wow. Well, yep. I, I yeah. guarantee this is something that would have made Bob Marley really happy, really proud. Yeah. If no doubt. to still see this. So that, that's really awesome. I, I had no idea about this, but I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Only time that's I get great. intimidated when I see from Jamaica is like track and field. Oh, yeah. When you see from – it's a sprint. Oh, yeah. Bobsled? That one there. Yeah, look out there. Bobsled. <laughs> Bob <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there's that Bob Marley biopic that's coming out. They, they just started releasing trailers for it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about an intimidating role to play? Oh, like, yeah. Like, he is a – like, he's not just Larger like a – Larger than Yeah, not just like a cultural icon for a country. Like, he's probably the most famous Jamaican ever. Yeah. He's like a religious figure mm-hmm. to yeah. a lot of people. Like, that is – Didn't the guy just do Elvis? That's got to be tough. Austin Butler? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Tom Hanks kind of took some sting out of that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's Tom Hanks, but yeah. I mean, it's it's a big role to step into Elvis, but other people have played Elvis before. And as big of an icon as Elvis was, I think it's still Bob Marley hits differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like that is... Also, because I don't know, has there been a biopic or has he been portrayed before? Uh, no. I don't think I he's even been a character in a movie. I think he has before. But never to this degree. I'd have to look it up. Right. I, I seem to remember at some point Bob Marley being represented in a movie or in TV, but I don't think ever. I don't remember thing. ever. Yeah. I re- Certainly not like a biopic like right. this. No. And, and 
Not there, even as a friend of a star. Right, and there, yeah. there have been a lot of attempts over the years to do a Marley biopic. But, I mean, again, like, the actor taking this on, Kingsley Ben-Adair, he's, he's one of the Kens mm -hmm. in Barbie. Yeah. Takes some stones to take on that role. You're yeah. a Diamond Dave guy, right? More so than Sammy. Okay, have you this. seen the Motley Crue movie? Um, no, but I've heard it's actually really fun. You should see the, the David Lee Roth character in that movie. Yeah, you will laugh your butt off. I, I've yeah, heard okay. that is very entertaining. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Today's also National Water Park Day. So, one, when was the last time you went to a water park? And two, are you pro or con water park in general? Uh, very pro. Yeah. Pro? Very pro water park. Love water park. Fun. Lots of fun. Um, fun. Scary, though. Especially when you get those water slides that are way up. You know, and you, you got to make those turns and you see people like almost come off the thing. It's like, yeah, gets kind of freaky. The last time I believe I was at a water park was 2019 in Playa del Carmen. I went to Shell Ha. Mm -hmm. It's a massive water park in Mexico. And one of the attractions they have, you want to talk one of these slides, the scary ones, DeMarco. I think this one's like 10, 12 stories high. Oof. It is like you got to walk up a while to go up. It. That's crazy. It's, yeah. It's really, really yeah, fun. Yeah. I will be there again in two weeks. I'm going to be nice. in Mexico. Pro water, nice. Are you anti water park? No water park? No. Uh, no, no, no it's no. Yeah. incredibly gross. What's uh, gross about it? Just everything the water, the heat, the having to, you have to choose between, you have to wear like flip flops. They can wear everywhere. And like you have to put the oh, flip flops somewhere. Oh, you're talking about like being else. at a public pool type gross. Yeah, it's gross. Oh. You have to trust that the chlorine count is high. Has anybody <laughs> else watched? the episode of It's Always Sunny where they go to the water park. No. So when I think of water parks, I think essentially of that movie or that show. because That it's, episode can ruin water parks for you. It's also a fantastic uh, episode if you yes. haven't watched it before. So, uh, yeah, I just saw, by the way, yeah. uh, shout out to Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Um, yeah, th that, their episode. Yeah, their episode on It's Always Sunny. It is hilarious. It's funny? Oh, yes. Wow. It's really funny. It's like the gang gets involved in celebrity tequila or something like that <laughs> or celebrity alcohol. Well, well they, they create... Their own liquor. They want to create their own liquor that is a combination of Jägermeister, <laughs> Goldschlager, and Schnapps. Yes. That they think is sophisticated. Of course. Uh, how about a little super crosstalk? John, John Ireland, Ramona Shelburne in Mace's on assignment, I assume. Uh, something like that. You know, it's it's a, it's a weekday, so there's a 50% chance Mason will be out. Um, I love it. <laughs> why were you guys talking about David Lee Roth? Uh, Emily asked him top three Van Halen songs. It was, it was okay. an ask uh, Andy. Okay. And he completely discounted so, the Van Hagar. I have no idea how often, if at all, this was cashed in. But I heard an amazing story about David Lee Roth. So oh. you guys know that Lloyd's of London mm -hmm. will insure you for anything. Okay. Yes. As long as you're willing to pay whatever the premium is. Correct. So, for example, DeMarco, when you were playing in the NFL. My knees were. Right. Yeah. And you say, look, I think this could be career threatening. Lloyds of London would come in and say, okay, if you pay us a million dollar premium, we'll insure your knees for $20 million. Correct. So, if your knees go out in the next two years, yeah. we'll cover you. So, anyway, David Lee Roth reportedly, I got this from a pretty reliable Hold source. On. Let me brace myself had paternity insurance so if he oh was my God. if he was on a road you know out on this tour great. <laughs> and a girl comes up to him and goes i'm pregnant and you're the father he would hand them a lloyds of london card and say call this oh number. My God. <laughs> wow. and i don't know what he paid for it
I don't wow. I don't know I don't know if he ever had to cash it in, but he wanted the peace of mind of knowing that he had probably seen enough guys get that, you know, enough athletes, enough rockers get that phone call or that you know, a girl calling him saying say, you know, you, you owe me child support for twenty years or eighteen years, whatever it is, and David Lee Roth goes I'm going to cut that off at the pass and deal with it up front. <laughs> I mean, look, if nothing else, you know, you hope that if he really was the father or whatever, that you do the right thing. But either way, you're streamlining the process. Right. You're, like, you're just moving true. things along. According wow. to Google, this is true. Okay, what, what does Google wow. say? Um, does it say? Does it say how much he paid? Let's see. Uh, okay. The person who told me is in the music business, so I, I'm, I'm fairly yeah. certain that this is not made up. Um, <laughs> I'm, okay. right, so, Marco, the other thing I wanted to ask I'm you waiting I, for the details okay I'll, I'll get, collect the details and I'll pivot a little bit but come, we can come back to it okay uh, uh, during her latest interview one of his former girlfriends also talked about his precautions against pregnant groupies who would demand money for him as part of palimony um, the actress revealed that David Lee Roth had insurance to get rid of it, paying money to them and his ex-girlfriend describes the frontman like insuring his penis is the great thing <laughs> It probably smart. We didn't, quote, we didn't right away. We dated for about three months. We saw each other quite a bit. It took a while for us to be intimate. He was very respectful and introduced me to his parents. So it wasn't like we were old-fashioned dating, but we weren't going steady. We would see each other. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Yada, yada, yada. Um, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was dating the world. He had palimony insurance in case some girl got pregnant. Okay. There you go. That's smart. Yeah. You know wow. how, like, I'm I don't, I don't know. Number. That's, that's I, I've smart. never heard of anyone else to have no. it. But uh, but Andy, maybe Antonio Cromartie should have. Did Mary had. Hart? Oh, did yeah. Mary Hart insure her legs? Yes, Mary what? Mary Hart's <laughs> legs. So if she ever got in, we had her actually had her on the show and talked about this. She was Mary Hart was a pageant girl. Was like Miss North uh -huh. Dakota or something, and was in the Miss USA pageant. And her legs were were getting tons of compliments. And she said, you know, if something ever happened to these legs, it would probably derail my career. So. It's pretty she, smart. She insured her legs. Wow. Wow. All right, so we got some breaking news Whoa. about uh, Joe Burrow. So this is from Adam Schefter. So Bengals oh, come on. Uh, head coach Zach Taylor be told nothing. reporters that he expects QB Joe Burrow to be sidelined for several weeks ah. due to his calf injury. Come on. And that is wow. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Dang. Breaking news is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons Oof. today. Okay, so here's why that's significant. Among the obvious reasons, but this year there are probably how many, Demarco? How many teams make the playoffs in the NFL? Seven. Yes. There are probably nine teams that everyone thinks in the AFC are making the playoffs, and he's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Now that probably puts them on the outside looking in. Did you put Rodgers in there? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. The Jets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's 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 who everybody thinks is going to make it for sure: Chiefs, um, Chargers. Jags because they'll win that division. Buffalo. Buffalo. New York. New York. Um, Miami. Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Somebody's got to win that division. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is Jacksonville in that division or in a different? No, Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's the south. Yeah. So boy, somebody's got to win the yeah. the the north. And then Miami. A lot of people think are going to make it, but you got Tua, who is very injury prone, so he could go out. But I. They can't. They can't win without Joe Burrow. Oh God, no, no, absolutely not. I don't even no. know who their backup is. No, 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 no. He's he's special. He's different, right. and he's about to make a lot of money. 
Yes. I don't think it will. This yeah, will affect right. him at all. But yeah, I mean, this is a bad time to go down with an injury. Yeah, boy, that that's awful. Oh, so so Jamar- Trevor Simeon. Yeah, the number's about to get called. Not Joe Burrow. Come on not down. Joe Burrow. Well, Sev two m several weeks. So we're sitting here basically at the end of July. If he missed eight weeks, that would take him out of the first four weeks of the NFL season. They could they could probably overcome that if he plays. So their schedule um, the first few weeks is going to be they play the Browns first, then the Ravens, then the Rams. Uh, so the Rams are going to miss Burrow. That's good. Thank God. Yeah. So if we if we took it to, to, to eight weeks, so two uh, two months from right now, it would be through uh, the End of Rams. September. Okay. Yeah, it would be through the Rams. Yeah. You know what? So I, I know a little bit about calf injuries. The, 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 bad, the, the easy one is like a couple of weeks. The bad, the the middle one is like four to six weeks, and then the bad one is like you can miss a few months, maybe have surgery. So it sounds like he's got the middle one. What I noticed, Marco, which was weird, like and grade I, one, grade two. I grade saw T.J. Hoosman Zada. I was watching a Colin show on Fox Sports West uh, or Fox Sports One, and Hoosman uh, Zada was on there, and he said he's never seen Burrow wear a calf sleeve before, and he had one on yesterday. Uh, yeah, so it was already bothering him. Something's up. It just yeah. popped it. Yeah, he just popped it. So, Jamarco, I didn't know you were going to be here today, but the other thing was recently through – I was on a plane, and I saw, I watched American Underdog, the Kurt Warner movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on that team, right? Yeah. Okay. In so, that movie, I'm 6'5 with dreads. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously? But, oh, yeah. Um, the, the, thing, the thing that Thanks, Kurt. jumped out at me about that was, <laughs> did you guys – when Trent Green went down, did you guys all look at Vermeil and say, what the hell are you doing putting this – grocery store worker in at quarterback where it did you or did you know right away he could play no we knew he could play from the end of last year because they put oh, him in versus okay. san francisco in 98 okay yeah and he played pretty well the game was over they were kicking our butt but right. he played pretty but well but he didn't embarrass himself no and so you guys knew he, knew he was functional if nothing else yeah and we had yeah. marshall actually when trent went down the first thing we thought was let's go get the guy that did it Right. Yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty dirty. You don't hit a guy in the knee in preseason like that. So, right. yeah, but right. we knew we had a pretty good football team. We still had Marshall. Right. We still were going to be competitive, but we didn't know Kurt was going to be Kurt. <laughs> so yeah. Every time I hear Marshall Falk's name, I laugh. So I was a reporter in San Diego when he shows up at San Diego State. Okay. And he was a defensive back in high school who Ray was a running back. He went most. You probably went both ways in high school. Most yeah. really good players go both ways in high school. But he was recruited as a defensive back. But he wanted to play running back. And most schools that he talked to said, no, no, no. We, That's why we, he chose the school. You're yeah. a DB. in San Diego yeah. State, the head coach was a guy named Al Luganbill. Yeah. Most people know now Tom Luganbill, Al's son, who has gone on to be a, a pretty good sideline reporter and college football guy on ESPN. But Al was the head coach at San Diego State. Really good dude. And the starting tailback was a guy named T.C. Wright. <laughs> And so they get like four injuries at tailback. And so they have to throw Marshall in. And he goes off. He runs for over 300 yards. Oh, wow. And Al, we all go see Al the next day to talk about this, you know, great story of this kid that was fifth string running for 300 yards. And Al goes, guys. And Al was very uh, set in his ways, very, uh, very sure of himself. He would go, he'd go, guys, I have a policy. I've had it since I was a, a coach and I've had it for 30 years. You play for me, you cannot lose your job due to injury. Okay. So when T.C. Wright is ready, he's my starting tailback. And we all went, well, what about the guy that just ran for 300 yards? Great job. V- validates our next man oh, up wow. policy. And uh, he'll, be, he'll be in there next week because T.C.'s a couple weeks away. 
So we said, okay, next week. Marshall runs for more yards oh than God. he did the first week. His first three <laughs> weeks, he ran for like 300 yards a game. And we go back to Al. We go, so you still sticking with this can't lose your job due to injury? And he goes, absolutely. Never more than I am today. This is why. You want people to come up and, and do yeah. great in a backup role. But uh, TC, we want him to get better, and he'll be our starting tailback. Third week. I think they were at Hawaii. And Marshall breaks the all-time record for oh yards in a game. He runs for like, I think he ran for 380 yards or something. It was like yep. some insane number. And we're like, oh, Al's married himself to this now. We He, he can't. So we all go out there again on Monday. And and, and I, oh, I'm the first guy. And I, I, I go, coach, he goes, stop you right there. And I, I figure he's going to do it. He goes, we're dealing with an unprecedented situation here. <laughs> wow. This is a performance-based performance business, and this kid has outperformed anyone who's ever played the position. Awesome. We're going to make an exception. Wow. I was yeah. going to say, there's always an exception always to the rule. Yeah. Wow. Like, but, at that point, you are hurting the team to uphold a rule if well, you and, don't and, keep playing And football. by the way, so Marshall clearly should have won the Heisman. Yeah. When he was at San Diego, because he did that every week then for the next two, three years. He was just yeah. unbelievable. And he didn't win it his Toretta? last year there. Yeah. Yeah. Gino, Gino Toretta. Toretta. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the biggest robbery in high school Horrible. history. Yeah. And it was because most people thought Marshall didn't go to a big school. But they actually had a Miami point. was killing people then. That was a well, team award. Here's it wasn't the, him. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. San Diego State just coincidentally played Miami that year. And... The final score, uh, the quarterback for uh, San Diego State, I think, was Mark McGuire's younger brother, Dan, Dan McGuire, who seven, was like 6'8", six, and, and was just <laughs> slinging the ball back. And Darnay Scott, remember yeah, he had a cup yeah. of coffee, huh? wow. was on that team. So San Diego State jumps out to a huge lead, and Miami battles back, and Miami wins the game 31-30. Wow. And goes on to win the national championship. We all said, well, that proves Marshall can hang with Miami. you got to give yeah, him the yeah. Heisman. Yeah. Nope. Gave it to Gino Toretta. <laughs> yeah. Gino Toretta. What is he doing now? Nothing. Well, he for a while he was doing color on football games, okay. but I don't know if he's doing that anymore. Marshall Falk was so good. Oh yeah. You know what <laughs> we called so him? Good. Proof that God exists. Well have you ever seen him like yeah. without a uniform on? You'd never know he was a running back. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Never. Other, other thing yeah. came out of DeMarco, <laughs> is it called the ninth ward in New Orleans? That's like the most poverty stricken ward down there. Yeah. He came out of like the uh, out of abject poverty in Louisiana. Yeah. And then uh, you know, just became this huge NFL star. And huh. he is to this day. Reggie Bush is the closest thing I've ever seen to Marshall, but Marshall, for my money, I've, you know, I've been doing this 30-plus years, yeah. best college football player I've ever seen. Hands down. Yeah. Ever. Um, hard to beat Reggie, but Marshall right there with him. And when I saw Reggie. Yeah. Uh, after, but as a pro, after, unbelievable. Yeah. Reggie's yeah. freshman year, I go, I, I've i only seen this once before, and it's yeah. when I saw Marshall Falk. They had, uh, going back to Trent Green for a hot minute, they had yeah. to take Rodney Harrison out of that stadium by police escort. Was that the guy that did it? That's the guy Rodney that did Harrison, it. Who like was Rodney Harrison, who was famous for kind of questionable I, I was going to say. Rodney knew better, yeah. Probably not even top 10 dirty hits in Rodney Harrison's Yeah, career. police yeah. escort. Had to walk him out of the building. And Trent was a good dude. man. He lived in my yeah. apartment complex in San Diego. He played yeah. for the Chargers before he played for the Rams. He always had a rep as a really nice guy. And, uh, yeah, good dude. Went in, and went into sports casting after it was he over. He was good but, at it. Uh, but, but it just goes to show you, in, in both of those stories, in the case of Marshall Falk, in the case of Kurt Warner, Sometimes all you need is a chance, man. That's yeah. it. Well, like, remember there was that period with the Ravens where they had just had running back after running back after, like, 
Priest Holmes and Jamal Lewis were teammates, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they like, did. that's insane to have both those guys on the same team. Like, Willis McGahee might have been around. Yeah. You know, there's was that. there, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. Well, at one point at the University of Georgia, Chubb. Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, and somebody else. One other guy. Uh, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. All here now. in the same backfield. Wow. And then all went into the NFL as do, number one back. Do you guys feel a little like that with me? Yes. In what sense? <laughs> that you just need an opportunity and you're going to bypass all of us? No. <laughs> like, the truth was, the first shows I hosted were with the cams, okay? Yeah. And then there I was... I remember you doing a show with either Rachel or Beetle. I did a show with Beetle. Okay, that's who it was. But that was, that was further that. down the line. Yeah. It was the first radio shows I ever did. I never had an idea of being when, a radio host. It was host. when Brian and I had a morning yeah, show. Yeah, you had a morning show, and you guys yeah. invited me on. Yes. And you were like, hey, come on with this moment. I was like, okay. And then Mike Thompson was, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. We're going to throw you in there, <laughs> and you're going to host solo <laughs> on the radio good there, on the weekend. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a radio host. That's like, uh, I don't know. That's oh, a whole buddy, thing. Buddy, you're too good at it, buddy. Look at you now. Yeah. I was like, whatever happened here? You just I invented Momo Buddy. In. Wow. No, you know what he did? The first, the first, uh, first show where he was like, okay, this is how you decide if somebody can do it. We're going to have you host solo. And I was like, that's really different yeah, than I remember, anything I I've ever done. I remember you called me about that. <laughs> I called you and I was like, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life of like, maybe like more than like the College World Series, more than any TV thing. Solo when radio. You're on an island, man. You feel naked. Like I looked over tough. at Adam Bronstein and he was smiling at me like, you can do it. And I was like, uh. <laughs> so the Celtics are playing tonight. They play basketball. Yes, and they play some sound from Paul Pierce. And here's Boo Celtics. <laughs> what was that one song, Indian, that led up and I'm Cashmere that was 28 minutes oh like, let's take a break for a song. <laughs> and I was like, Bronnie, can you sit in here with me? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, buddy, we got to throw you into the fire there, buddy. Yeah, that was. That was a sink or swim. There was some sinking wow. going on. Well, but you eventually <laughs> swam, and you swam all the way here to join John Ireland to do this show. No and doubt. Super Cross Talk Woo! brought to you by In Not Burger. That's what a hamburger's all about. John Ireland, Ramona Shelburne next. Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr out. Travis and Sliwa.